Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Thursday, September the 23rd, 2021. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that our Father has divinely connected you to for such a time as this. It is Friday, so we thank God that it's Friday, and we know on Fridays we do things a little bit differently most of the time. Um, But it is an opportunity for us to talk and process the word of God as well as to make the word of God applicable. So we pray the word, we read the word, and then how do we apply the word to our lives? You know, I've shared often that um, I've always gone to church, but I did not always intentionally try to apply the word of God to my life. And I want to say this, we cannot do it without God. The application that comes with applying the word comes through relationship with the father. Um, There is nothing that we could ever do on our own to get into heaven Um, But through the relationship with the father, through spending time in the word of God, through talking to God and allowing him to speak back to you by ensuring that your circle consists of other believers that have the same desires as you do in terms of growing in their faith, in terms of growing in the full knowledge of God, that is imperative to your growth. So we have been reading from Psalm 119. We've been praying from Psalm 119. And so we are going to continue that as we close out the the work week and head into the weekend, always trying to leave something for you to meditate on, for you to reflect on, and to encourage you as you go through uh, the weekend. So as I was reading in Psalm 119, and you know, there's a lot of verses, uh, I looked at um, Psalms uh, out of 119, it was actually verse 113 and um, I'm going to read 113 through 116 and the word says, I hate double minded men, but I love your law. You are my refuge and my shield. I have put my hope in your word away from me, you evil doers. Excuse me, that I may keep the commands of God. Sustain me according to your promise and I will live. Do not let my hopes be dashed. And I'm going to stop right there. And I'm going to tell you, um, and I've talked about this before. And I think this, these passages confirm the fact that when you are trying to live for God, And I don't care how old you are. I don't care how long you've been uh, 
you know, worshiping God, going to church, whatever, you know, we are made of flesh. So it's easy to get tempted with the things of this world. It's easy to get caught up in things that maybe we thought we would never get caught up in, but none of us are above that. In fact, the Bible tells us to be careful uh, so that we don't fall into temptation. And so that's why it's important never to get in a place of judgment of people, but to remember that we have to be careful that we may not be tempted, that we may not fall off. Um, and to be mindful of how easy that can be. But here's the truth of the matter. The psalmist said, I hate double-minded men, but I love your law. So why does the psalmist say that? Basically, what is a double-minded person? It is a person that flip-flops. You know, um, sometimes you you just don't ever know what you're going to get. One minute they're saying one thing. And in the next minute, they're saying something else. We might say they're wishy-washy, sketchy, suspect, because you just never know how they're going to come. The Bible talks a double mind, about a double-minded man being one minute good, the next minute bad. Like they can't discern. One day, they all about God, all about, yes, you know, whatever. And the next day, you like, this person is acting like a demon, right? So... They've not yet, in my opinion, really made that commitment. And the real and the reason why I say that, because the commitment to follow Christ cost us something. It cost us something. Um, you can't do what you want to do when you make the commitment to follow Christ. You can't say what you want to say when you make the commitment to follow Christ. You cannot live how you want to live once you make that commitment to follow Christ. Now, that does not mean you won't mess up. That doesn't mean you won't mess up because we're we're human. But that's not an excuse, right? That's not an excuse to mess up. It's just realizing that we're man and even at our best, we're but filthy rags. And so we need God. That's why Jesus Christ died on the cross and bore every sin we could ever commit. Because without him, who was the ultimate atonement, right? We would all be busting hell wide open. So he was the ultimate sacrifice. But in that, we have to love the law. Christ said he did not come away to do away with the law, but he came to fulfill it. So that if if we mess up, we can boldly go to the throne of grace. But because he died on the cross, that did not give us the just the life to do whatever we want to. Right. No, he, the Bible says, he said, I did not come to do away with the law, but to fulfill it. So we have to purpose in our hearts that we don't want to be double-minded. We have to purpose in our hearts that we love the law. We love the word of God. 
Then the psalmist goes on to say, you are my refuge and my shield. I have put my hope in your word. I think I prayed this today, but we don't need to put our hope in anything, but in the word of God. I don't know if you've ever been in a place where somebody has let you down. I have. And I know that I've let some people down. You know, it's twofold, right? I'm not so righteous or so good. I'm not I'm not a perfect person where I've never let people down. Of course I have. You know what I mean? And people have let me down. And depending on what that is, it can be devastating. It can shake up your entire world. But the word of God says that we are to have no confidence in the flesh. Why? Because we're all flesh. Why? Because we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Why? Because we will mess up. That's that's just, it is what it is. We will mess up. But if I don't look to you for hope, but instead I look to God, then I know that really... Mm, I really should be surprised that you don't. And I had to come to that revelation uh, about a situation that recently happened, a couple of situations that recently happened in a short amount of time. And I began to ask God, God, why do I continue to be surprised? Like, why do I continue to be surprised by some of these things? And then it was like, You really should be surprised when you stop seeing those behaviors, not when you do see, because we are to have hope in the word. Man, woman, you know, spouses, children, churches, pastors, uh, jobs, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Insurance companies. You know, uh, your neighbors, people will disappoint you. Your car, you go out one day and it just don't, it just doesn't start. <laughs> you know, you pulled it in, you know, whatever. Now it just doesn't start. You know, the bike you ride, now it has a flat, right? We put our hope in people and in things, but the Bible says to put our hope and our trust in God. Then 115 says, away from me, you evil doers, that I may keep the commands of my God. Now, I want that. I want you to sit in that for a minute. If the Bible says away from me, you evil doers, that I may keep the commands of my God, that insinuates to us that the company that we keep can have an impact on our obedience to God. You know, and people will say, well, so-and-so didn't make you do that. So-and-so didn't make you, but we are influenced by the music we listen to. We are influenced by the company that we keep. We are influenced by the things that we watch on TV. 
you know, there's a, there is a position now on, well, I don't know if it's a position, but people now are called influencers because they influence people to buy things by the way they talk about it, by the way that it looks right by the things that they say, they influence people. There's people making big money on YouTube as influencers. So see, the world knows what a person or how a person can influence another person. And I have seen these influencers get into all kinds of trouble in their personal lives. But yet at that moment, people are watching them. They are buying what they are selling, whether it's makeup whether it is a car, whether it is, you know, uh, movie reviews, right? They are influencers. And as Christians, we are influencers when we are in the right position. But we too can also be influenced. When we choose to have a circle of people around us that are double-minded, that go back and forth between good and evil. When we choose to have people around us that do illegal activity, that believe it's okay to cheat on their spouses. When we have people around us who, um, you know, steal or just whatever, right? It it doesn't, it really doesn't matter a whole lot what it is, but whatever the case it is, the Bible says that I may keep the commands of my God, because guess what? And I've said this one before, one will draw the other. One will draw the other. So I ask you on this Friday and on this weekend, who are you drawing closer to God? based on your influence, based on your presence, based on what you say, based on living according to the word of God. Who are you drawing? So that if we looked at this scripture in another way, it would be draw near to me, you, you know, Christian doers, right? Because evil doers, meaning you are doing the work of evil. So if we say good doers or Christian doers or Christ doers, let's say Christ doers, you are doing the work of Christ that I may keep the commands of God. So draw near to me, you Christ doers, that I may keep the commands of my God. Because if evil doers result in people struggling with keeping the commands of God, how much more will Christ doers do for those, right? Because it's easier if I surround myself and I do, I surround myself with women. Now are, are they all perfect? No, cause I'm not perfect. And if they were, as soon as I got in the group, the group would be imperfect, right? But one thing that I know about this particular group that I associate with is that if I send a text or if they send me a text, somebody's going into prayer. 
I know that we can talk about the word. I know that we can encourage one another in the Lord. And I know how they are intentionally trying to keep their way pure by living according to the word of God. What does living according to the word of God means? It means that the word of God is a way of life for you, right? It is in your conduct. It is in your behavior, how you respond to people. Does that mean you might not, you know, I'm going to be real, say a curse word every now and then because maybe you've just been pushed there, right? Notice I said every now and then. Because God is, God is still, you still working out your soul's salvation. God is still delivering you. But there is something about the company you keep. The Bible also said, blessed, blessed are those, and I'm trying to find it, y'all, because I don't want to go too long. I think I, I think I might have went too long. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless who walk according to the law of the Lord. But it also talks about the counsel that you keep and that you are to seek wise counsel. I have said this before and I will say it again. You have to be careful who you allow in your circle. And people want to say, well, Jesus, but guess what? We're not Jesus. We were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. He wasn't. He came here as a perfect man. He came here on assignment. He was in the flesh and he sinned not. So when you are living according to the word of God, it's going to cost you to keep your conduct. It's going to cost you to keep your behavior. It's going to cost you to keep be keep being a Christ doer. It's going to cost you to be doing that as a way of life. It is. Why? Because the Bible says that your life is not your own, but you were bought with a price. Jesus paid the ultimate price for you and I. He died on that cross, beaten, Spit on, whipped, nails driven in his hand and his feet. He died on that cross for us. And we can never repay him. Ever, 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 ever. I don't care how much money we have. I don't care how good we are. We'll never be good enough. But guess what? That shouldn't stop us from living a life that is pleasing in his sight. That shouldn't stop us from repenting when we know we've done wrong. And we know when we've done wrong. We know when we've messed up. We know sometimes even before we say something. And we know sometimes right after we say it. And so how do we respond to that? How do we influence others in terms of showing our humility when we mess up? It's not about if you mess up. It's when you mess up. Can you humble yourself? Can you say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. 
and influence and open up that level of vulnerability so that people know what it looks like to live according to the word of God, what it looks like to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. I want you guys to think about this word. Think about and meditate. You know, where in your areas of your life have you been double-minded? And then make a decision. Whose side you gonna be on? For me, for God I live and for God I die. But whose side are you going to be on? And even when I mess up, I'm still going to say, for God, I live and for God, I die. Why? Because guess what? If I mess up, I'm going to apologize. I got to apologize. You know, if I don't apologize, I can't shake it. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. But then it's the obedience, right? The obedience to be able to say away from me, you evildoers, that I may keep the commands of my God. It's more important for me to keep the command of God than for you to like me. It's more important for me to keep the commands of God instead of me feeling like or somebody thinking, oh, you know, you you let so-and-so talk to you like that. You let so-and-so do you like that. I, I don't really care about that anymore. You know why? Because 116 says, sustain me according to your promise and I will live. Do not, do not let my hopes be dashed. It is the sustaining of God's promises. God said that he would fight your enemies You need only to be still. That sustains me. And I pray that sustains you. The promise that no weapon formed against you shall prosper in every tongue that rises up in judgment. Thou shall condemn. That sustains me. And I pray that it sustains you. The fact when people try to keep things from me and don't tell me things, but yet God finds a way to reveal those things to me, right? His promise that he will not let his people remain ignorant. (laughs) Hallelujah. That sustains me. That even though people may think they're getting away with something, God's going to reveal it. That sustains me. See, when when I'm worried about God, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And information and different things start coming my way, right? I'm reminded of his promise that he would never leave me nor forsake me. That That sustains me. And I pray that it sustains you. We have promises, y'all. We have promises from the Father. From the Father. Hold on to his promise. Whatever challenge you're going through, get in the word. Get some scriptures. Put them around your house. Y'all would probably, if y'all seen my house, y'all probably laugh. I got scriptures 
all over the house. Pictures sometimes I buy with scriptures. I got little scriptures at work I put on my desk. I don't care if you think I'm crazy. I don't care if anybody thinks that I'm weird. I, I really don't care. Why? Because his, his promises sustains me. It keeps me from going off on people, right? Because I know God will deal with them. His promises sustain me. It keeps me from that thin line between uh, sanity and insanity, right? Because I understand that I have to renew my mind. And that when I appropriate the blood over my mind, God will cover my mind. I want to encourage you all. Find out where you are. Are you teeter-tottering the fence? And if you are, choose God. The fact that you're listening, I know you've already chosen God. And if you haven't completely chosen God, I know that he's tugging at your heart. The Bible says that the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. If there's anybody's listening and for whatever reason, you've been hurt, you've been traumatized, your heart is hardened. I've been there. And the only thing that has helped me and the only thing that is helping me is the living word. Get in your word, y'all. Listen to your word. Pray the word. Put your name in there. Continue to develop your relationship with God. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. And I do too. Have an awesome weekend. Bye-bye.